Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan Hood with you. Now time for a shot or no shot and as brought to you by... That would be Club Hawthorne. Betting bars featuring craft beers, great food. Try the salads with chicken. Phenomenal. My favorite. Horse racing video slots and sports betting through points bet throughout Chicago. Good morning, Shade. I'm Ian Orley. Good morning, boys. On a Thursday, a Deal Breakers Thursday. Deal Breakers coming up at 835. How are we? Awesome. We are doing great. We're doing great. And the reason why is because we are on the precipice of Bears and Packers. And as, you know, what Shea did towards Cap is put it in perspective. Yeah, we've been on this train with the Bears all season. But, my God, this will be the last one we see. we got to take it all in. till last, August. Last Bears game. till <laughs> August. But I'm going into the, somebody tweeted at me, the belly of the beast. Let's go. Life uh, moves fast, doesn't it? 17 weeks quickly for the Chicago Bears team. It's like that commercial you see during the NFL games. Pretty soon, a cold night, uh, cold night in Buffalo is just a cold night in Buffalo. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Cold night in Chicago going to be a cold night in Chicago again. No more good Sundays. Oh well. Well, we got some good playoffs, and we're going to talk about that around the NFL uh, coming up this half hour. But yep. here's Shay Norling with another edition of Shot or No Shot. All right, yesterday the NFL announced their Pro Bowl rosters for the season. The Bears had two selections, Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson. Not among the selections was wide receiver DJ Moore, and many fans felt like this was a clear snub. Well, the numbers might say differently. DJ Moore ranks 7th in the NFC in receptions, 6th in yards, and he's tied with a bunch of guys for 4th in the conference in receiving touchdowns. Shot or no shot, DJ Moore was not snubbed. Right. Oh, I got to pull up the... Who are the receivers that are going? A.J. Brown. Um, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a superstar. Yeah. Who else? Let's take a look at that list before we comment. I don't think he was snubbed. That's a no shot for me. But we should take a look at the list, though. Yeah, uh, St. Brown. You got which one? Uh, not, Ooh, ours. not ours. <laughs> not ours. <laughs> Definitely not ours. <laughs> it's C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, and Puka Nakua. Okay, Puka Nakua's caught almost fifteen hundred yards in balls. Mm-hmm. Puka oh. Nakua is having an unbelievable year. Mike Evans leads the league in touchdowns. Thirteen, right? So you got Mike Evans, Puka Nakua, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and who was the fifth? Amon Ross St. Brown? No, it's just four. Just four. Mm-hmm. No, he did not get snubbed. No, it's a no shot. He did not get snubbed. He's a hell of a football player. I'm thrilled he's a Bear. Those four guys had better seasons. It's just it's what it Plus is. Plus, the Bears are not going to the playoffs. They're going to take play. How about Brandon Ayuk didn't go? Right. Yes. So, no, he, it was not a snub. Have you seen the Bears? Have you seen the Bears' outfit offensively? That's why he's not going. And his numbers are outstanding, they career are. best. But he's a top 15 receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I know that's hard to swallow if you just watch Bears football. That's a compliment. But, well, I understand that. But, I mean, for some, that's a, that is a negative. But if you only watch Bears football, you would think that DJ Moore is a top five receiver, and he's just not. And, again, it's nothing against him. It's the outfit that he plays for. 
It's Justin Fields. It's the offense. It's Luke Getze. Whoever you want to play, blame for that, DJ Moore is not where he needs to be offensively because game plan, ineptitude, whatever it is, he's not there yet. It's the Bears. Correct. You hope that he could, that could be the case. That's why that uh, polls put him on the team. He's just not ready yet offensively. That is correct. That's he's, all a, this. he's a hell of a football player. This is not me being negative. He's top 12 to 15 receivers in the league. There are a bunch of great receivers. Like Justin Jefferson's not on that Pro Bowl list. He's a better player. Was hurt some this year. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's not there. Brandon Ayuk, hell of a player. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, the deepest position group in football, like by far. Right. If but, you're in the top 20, you're an incredible wide receiver. No doubt about that. And and the hope is is that the Bears can – we talk about trying to put pieces around Justin Fields or whoever's going to play quarterback. It's around D.J. Moore, too, and the offense for this, so there'll be more weapons for the offense to use. D.J. Moore is the tip of the spear with that. But, again, you've seen the Bears. Have you seen the one-loss record? Have you seen some of the games, the putrid games that they had? It was pretty much D.J. Moore in the Carolina game was just running routes. He was getting exercise in. He was getting his steps in. It wasn't like they were getting the ball. Right. Not enough. <laughs> I mean, to me, that was, was pretty obvious, right? No matter what you think of Carolina, you would think that at some point in that game that D.J. Moore should have been able to get in the end zone and get him the ball. Nope. I mean, okay, if I told you you could have Caleb, or I'm not Caleb Williams, uh, D.J. Moore or D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. He's a hell of a player. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. No question. Yeah. So that's six. Amon Ross St. Brown, it's close. I think it's close. What about our St. Brown? What about him? He only blocks. Oh. No, not good enough. Who am I? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Okay, they took He's four. He's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. There's seven. Debo Samuel. There's eight. Who else am I missing in the NFC only? Oh, NFC only. Okay. Yeah. That's eight right there. Mm-hmm. Just in the NFC. Who are the other top receivers in the NFC? Am I missing anybody? I think you, I think you named them all. You, yeah, you, I think you got most of them. You got all the Eagles, right? I mean, the rest of them I'd probably take DJ Moore over, like Brandon Cooks. Sure. Drake London. Sure. Uh, okay, so that's eight. Okay, then add in the AFC. Tyreek Hill. Oh, well, yeah, then. That'll be all. I mean, I mean, that's nine. Yeah, just keep going in the AFC. Yep. I mean, Jalen Waddell, is mm-hmm. he on that list? Yes. I would take Waddle over Tyreek. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins. You take Waddle over Tyreek? Or Waddle over um, DJ Moore, sorry. Okay. So mm-hmm. now we're at 10. DeAndre Hopkins, absolutely. We're at 11. Garrett Wilson, it's close. That's 12. So me saying he's top 15 is right in line with where, who are the four going from the AFC? Uh, one second. The NFL puts them on different pages for some reason. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. There's another one. And Jamar Chase. And there's another one. There's no conversation there. So come on now. We put, we, if we say he's top 15, I'm going to get all the hate on oh, Twitter. Yeah. You're an idiot. He's a top five receiver. He's actually not. Yeah. He's a really good player, and I'm thrilled he's on our team. It matters that, it's, that he's on this team, the reason why that he's in that position. I will say I think so, I'd rather have DJ than uh, Amari Cooper, at least. I agree. That's fine. But we're still at like 13-14 for DJ Moore. Correct. That shows you how deep the position group is. Yeah. Now, Our, go get him Marvin Harrison Jr. as a teammate? Now. Now he's going to get more single coverage. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Shay, what else do you have? Uh, many fans also seem to think that with the meaning ownership is historically placed on beating the Packers, this game could change the offseason approach of the Bears depending on the result. Justin goes out, backs up his recent performances, and plays really well. He can cement himself as the quarterback of the future in Chicago. And if he has a clunker, they'll move on. Shot or no shot. This is a make-or-break game for Justin Fields. I mean, I hate to put one game on it. That's how we do it, though, Cap. Yeah. Make or break. How many of those you had this year? I mean, this is such a Norling question. No, but I asked you in in our number one. I asked you about the most important games that the Bears had on the schedule. And we went through them, right? Mm -hmm. Two Packers games. This one and the first one. We talked about the Browns game. We talked about Carolina making sure that you solidified that number one spot. The Lions. The Lion game, right? All right, so what about Justin Fields? How important is this game for Justin Fields? Is this make or break? Look, if he goes out and gets picked four times and the Bears get trucked 52-7, to yeah, we're going to question everything. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Bears are winning the football game. But if Justin, even if they lose and Justin plays super football, I think it says a lot to go into that stadium with that history, with what's at stake for that team. Come on now. You're a big game. Your gut is optimistic, but you know you're someone who also likes to look at the trends like I do. Because the numbers tell you the great story. The wins and losses tell you the great story, but the losses tell you the same thing. You and I have been perusing the Weederer column from the Tribune this morning mm-hmm. and how what some GMs have to say about him. But along with the opinion is some fact right there on the screen. The, yeah, the, go to, the go Justin, to number seven. Yeah, that the Justin Fields fan boys don't want to acknowledge exists. Read that. You you have it in front of you, right? Like I do. Number seven. Number seven. Fields' spotty track record in the fourth quarter isn't a secret. In three seasons and 37 starts, he has 19 fourth quarter turnovers. His fourth quarter passer rating is 61, including a career low 52 this season. In the final eight minutes of games in which the Bears had the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead, Justin Fields has succeeded only three times in 23 possessions. One triumph in each season. Now let me put the the cherry on the crap Sunday for you. You ready? His fourth quarter passer rating this season ranks 36th among the 37 quarterbacks with at least 50 fourth quarter attempts ahead of only one Bailey Zappi, the quarterback for the Patriots. Who wasn't even a starter until the other guy was so bad they had to put him in. Both things can be true. You could say that the Bears have pulled the nose up offensively and that the team's better. But then those numbers tell you a lot, too. This one former coordinator in the league said is a red flag. Bright red. It's damning, he said. That tells you he's just not an accurate passer, that he's not processing at a high level. There are certain things that are in your DNA or they're not. Sure, you can make improvements a little bit. Those things are who you are. Now, let's have balance with this. The Bears have been able to play better football as of late here at the tail end of the season. But those numbers also are true as well. Correct. And this is why it's murky. For some, it's a fait complete. Oh, there's no question. Justin Fields, he is the guy. He, he's turning it around. But then there's this. Are we supposed to turn a blind eye to what we just read there? Mm-hmm. Is it just on him or is it a combination of the play calling, too? Yes. All of it. Yes. Because, the, because Jay Moore, as, as you've been hearing me say, you win as a team, you lose as a team. And I've never been one for the blame pie situation. Well, we'll carve this piece over here to uh, Luke Getze. We'll carve this one to Eberflus. We'll carve this one. It's, to, it's everything. 
because they tend to get you know super conservative when they up and they have a lead and they just plays just don't don't pan out for me. But but yeah. then you watch them score thirty seven points the other day. Luke Getze was phenomenal. Sure, there were receivers. I watched the all twenty two. Put it on. There are receivers running wide open. Falcons quit. They did not want to play in that snow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I if said, they want to play for that coach. Hey, 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 hey <laughs> I tell you what. I say that quietly. I don't know that for sure. I don't like to use that term because I don't like. I don't know all the machinations of the Falcons, but that that game there, they look like they shut it down. Say it loud. I said it about the Chargers. They got their coach fired on purpose. They went out against the Raiders and laid down to get Staley gone. I feel like the Falcons don't want to play for that dude. They look like they shut it down. The risk of moving on from Eberflus, there is no Andy Reid getting fired in Philly and hits the market and everybody's bidding on. There is no situation that I see coming. Where there's going to be some amazing hit. Sean Payton isn't sitting out. He's working already. So, okay, you get rid of Eberflus, who guys, they have all said it. They like playing for the dude, and they obviously play hard for him. Right. They do. That'd be me. Mm-hmm. But if you fire him, who's, who are you hiring? Brian Johnson, Ben Johnson, uh, Shane Waldron. I'm giving you a bunch of OCs out there. Not one of those guys has ever stood up in front of a locker room and commanded 53 men. Never. So it's a shot. So it's a shot. Shay's question is a shot. What's her question? Can't even remember. Make or break game for Justin Fields. Shot. I'm going to say no shot because I think Poles already knows what he's doing, good or bad. I'm just, well, but I'm it's just, a great tool in his evaluation. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's the reason why I'm saying shot. Every time you take the field, it's an evaluation, especially during this iteration of the Bears. Correct. But he's, he is who he is, and Ryan knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He won't get swayed by, oh, my God, he threw 11 touchdowns and a win over the Packers. No. He's going to look at the whole body of work, which is what he should do. It's what a smart executive does. But, yeah, it, it, certainly it will play on his emotions. I think so. I think that in, it's the last game of the season is against the Packers. A game in which it matters to a lot of people. Even if the Bears think it's just another game, maybe some feel that way, some don't. I think it's a shot. I, I really do. It make or break re- regarding what do you do with Justin Fields. I think it matters. Because this is considered a big game. It's your last one. You're not going to the playoffs. What are you going to do about it as a team, offense and defense? What are you going to do about it? Yep. You're going to be go with the trend in which the Bears have been winning? Or are you going to look like the numbers we just gave you, those stats? Can't turn a blind eye to it. It's right there. I mean, you're talking about clutch performances? Not so much. But as Jay Moore said, that could be play calling, but also that's on the players and the lack of execution. Seen enough of it. Underachievement across the board. Shay. All right, Jim Harbaugh, we haven't talked about this this week, hired Tom Brady's agent Don Yee over the weekend as representation. He's a good dude. We talked as, about Tuesday, I think, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I, not about this question that I am about to ask you. Okay. Uh, Yair Donye is representation. We know there are reports that Michigan has a contract ready for Harbaugh that reportedly includes a, quote, no NFL clause. But with Michigan on the verge of a national championship, shot or no shot, win or lose Monday, he's out. That's a shot. Gone. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a shot. Yep. Once he hired Don Yee, he's always used a bunch of nondescript... I'm not saying incompetent. I'm just saying nondescript, not like big-name agents. 
he just had he had a, a lawyer that he trusted. He had another guy that he he went and got Scott Boris basically in baseball. He was a baseball player. He went and got the best of the best. Don Yee is that is the big freaking leagues. If you're with him, you're with one of the three or four best. There's Bartlestein. There's CAA. This dude, Tom Condon. This dude, he's right there Steve on the Mount Rushmore. Steve Mandel. It's at the top of the top. For broadcasting, Steve Mandel is the Mount Rushmore. We both have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would say I would say that that is a shot that he's out. Yeah. That's for sure. I would agree. And then, Shay, would you say that... These guys did it. These guys did it, man. In, in line to be the next head coach of Michigan? Oh, Jerome Moore, the OC? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Tyler and I did a Chicago's College Tailgate recap pod and talked about it a little bit. Everybody keeps saying what a wonderful torch-passing moment this is. Jim Harbaugh ending the program off to his offensive coordinator. And I just think, like, they're likely to win a national title. They're favored for it. The program is on one of the best runs it's ever been on. But the NCAA is looming with the sledgehammer. Feels a little bit like buying a Maserati, driving at 100 miles per hour into a brick wall, and then giving it to your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> because, I, I, as I told you a few weeks ago, Cap, the long arm of the law is coming after Michigan. Just like Carroll, running away. Pete Carroll at USC. Well, who's who's at the door? NCAA. I'm out of here. I'm out. Where are you going, Pete? Uh... Right, I gotta see. A, I gotta go see a horse about a thing. It's like a turtle with an NCA logo on the back. That thing's way the hell down. Uh oh, <laughs> turtle's coming. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> it's gonna get there that's, eventually. That's why he's leaving. Cap. He knows. Uh, like like Shay said, the sledgehammer's coming. That'll be all. I'm out of here. You're not gonna snatch my banner. Seriously. Right. Let's go around the NFL. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? To like, share, and subscribe to the podcast of Captain Jay Hood and all the podcasts here on ESPN Chicago. Download the ESPN Chicago app. Anything you miss, check it out on the podcast. ESPN Chicago is where you go. It's time to go around the NFL, and it is brought to you by the fine folks over at That Be the Marquee Sports Network. Catch Tommy Waddle, Tommy Thayer, Taylor McGregor. I almost called her Connor. <laughs> Ooh, Taylor, oh boy. <laughs> Taylor McGregor, Cole Wright. And the rest of the fine folks at Marquee Sports Network. Never, never a shout-out to Elise Miniker, but go ahead. I didn't know she did the football stuff. I thought it was a Cole and Taylor thing. But she's over there. Okay, shout-out to Elise Miniker. Uh-huh. And who's the other guy that does the minor league show? Carlos Perez. That's Carlos Pena. Yeah. But no, the host. <laughs> the tall, skinny dude. Looks like Connor McKnight. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, my brother said, you and Hoodie have missed a whole bunch of receivers until Shea. He expected better from Shea being a football guy. He said, no mention of Cooper Cup, no mention of Chris Olave, Stephon Diggs, DeFonte Adams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, tell Bruce Kaplan we have a three-hour show. We're not going to run through the whole thing for him. Thanks. Wow. Tell him. Just they, tell, 
Take, take, that, take, that, take that, kid. Uncle Brew. Yeah. Just wait a second. We got three hours here. There you go. We're, we're not, we're not uh, doing eye surgery. We got all the time in the world. He also said he compared Justin's emergence, potentially, mm-hmm. to Greg Maddox. He goes, Greg Maddox was 6-18. and 18. Everyone wanted to run him out of town. They sent him back to the minors. Guess what? He blossomed. All right. Around the NFL, here's Shea Norling. Shea? All right. So, Hoodie, I know there's a question you want to ask me about our uh, power rankings in a few minutes. But before we get to that, there was a little... um, Something was said by Travis Kelsey on the New Heights podcast about the Pittsburgh Steelers and a media narrative around Mike Tomlin. We wanted... Our resident Steelers fan, Maggie Sketch, to weigh in on this. Hello, Maggie. Good morning. How are we doing, gentlemen? We're How do you get friend? from Cincinnati, where you're from, to be a Steelers fan? That's a good point. My mom bought a jersey on clearance uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger, and I, my brother grew out of it, and I grew into it. First jersey, <laughs> last jersey. Wow. <laughs> my, my family's still Bengals fan. Do you still wear it? Uh, no. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. Tell us about the Steelers thing. What are your What are your thoughts? Because there's something that uh, the Kelsey said regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Let's go back in time. You heard it, Cap, earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So here's some thoughts here from Travis Kelsey. Says the media is so dumb for uh, talking about Mike Tomlin. Week 17 win. They secure uh, head coach Mike Tomlin's 17th consecutive non-losing season. Holy. How about that? How about they were talking about... They were talking about firing him, uh, what, seven weeks ago? The media is so dumb. Why are we? In, why do we do the media? <laughs> well, I was a bunch of jackasses. Just a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> Just out here <laughs> talking nonsense. One of the best coaches the NFL has ever even seen about to yeah. possibly get his 17th consecutive non-losing season. Jesus <laughs> Christ. The Kelsey's on Mike Tomlin. What do you think, Maggie Sketch? I love Mike Tomlin, but to say that anybody in Pittsburgh is crazy because they point out the fact that he has no losing seasons, but he also only has three three playoff wins in 12 years, that's just facts. Is the, is the losing seasons, is that a Tomlin statistic or is that a Roethlisberger statistic? Because it could go either way. We're not sure. Yeah, except you guys have done a poor job addressing quarterback post-Big Ben. Do we think that Tomlin didn't have any say in player personnel in the time that he's been there for 17 years? Damn. He had a chance to, to, to bring in his guy. He brought in Kenny. I'm not completely out on Kenny. The guy is a winning record in the NFL. But I would say the, the, if we're talking about stacking good days and bad days, I'm not sure if the arrow's pointed up, if it's pointed sideways, or pointed down. Okay, Damn. so you get a phone call from Papa Sketch. Sure. He says... Honey, you're not going to believe this. I just inherited $5 billion. We had a long-lost relative from Nigeria. Right. I got I got the money. Yeah. I'm buying the Steelers. Okay. And I want you to run it. We are the Roonies now. Yes. Okay. Are Rumble. you firing Mike Tomlin? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not firing. I'm not firing Mike Tomlin. Because I'm getting him to Lake Forest if that happens. Yes. I'm not firing him, but I, but I do think something needs to change. I just want Mike Tomlin to be the guy that changes it. If you're handpicking an offensive coordinator out of Maryland, gentlemen, yeah. do, oh, is that is that a high vote of confidence for, for your ability to to evolve with the the offensive minded NFL? I don't know. Right. I still want it to be Tomlin, but he has to find he has to find an offensive coordinator that is going to evolve with the NFL. That's what I'm saying. 
So you think about it, right? So we're looking for a perennial playoff team with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And it's been a team that's over 500 with the Steelers, which we take every day. But your standards are much higher than just getting over 500 every year, correct? Right. Yes. And I told I, I was talking to Black and Abdallah uh, a few weeks ago. Is is that relevant? Relevancy looks amazing, right? Like middling is great when you're irrelevant. Uh, and so, great. That's where yeah. that's where the Bears but might you're be. But that's not for where a, the Steelers are. You're striving yeah. for more. We are striving for more. So, we have we have about the same number of playoff wins over the last. Ten years is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Damn. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Wait great. a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah. That's not good. Not good. <laughs> Wait a minute! So let's talk Holy about Andy Van Slyke. <laughs> let's talk about two things at the same time. <laughs> Wait okay. A minute. So is it a, is it a, is it a stat about him being a great coach, or is it a stat about him middling and not being able to get over the hump? Because if we're approaching a ceiling and you're finding out that 8-10 to 10 wins is where you're going to go, mm-hmm. and the wild card of the divisional round is as high as you're going to go, then don't you want to start looking for the option that's going to win you a Super Bowl as soon as possible? Go get a better quarterback. It starts there. I, I mean, ultimately, from the outside looking in... too much. Well, on the OLI, the outside looking in for me is, is that the Steelers have not found... The, what's next on the other side of Ben Roethlisberger, and totally. it's always difficult for teams. Yeah, that's what it is. But you haven't you haven't solved that. And it's not Kenny Pickett. That's not the. It's answer. not Duck Hodges. It's not any of those no, guys. it's not. Okay. That's yeah, fair? no, that, that that is fair. That is fair. Yeah. We do need a quarterback, but I will also say that Mike Tomlin was there for the entirety yep. of the bees in Pittsburgh. If you have Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger, and you're not winning championships. When Ben Roethlisberger is throwing for five thousand yards in a game, damn! I, I I want it to be Tomlin, but he's got to find an OC that's going to make it work. After one Super Bowl championship and all those division championships and all those playoff appearances, Cap, even you would have a certain level of like, okay, when's this going to get turned? Cubs won the World Series and they fired Joe Madden three seasons later. Yeah. Get out! Yeah, not good enough. So I, I I love him. I want him there, uh, but I but. Going back to the Kelseys, to say that the media's jackasses, that's a bunch of bull hockey, okay? The, <laughs> wow, I like that word, bull Pitts- hockey. Pittsburgh media is responding to the national media, only heaping adulation and none of the accountability and the stuff that they're watching up close and personal. Local media is where it's at. It holds the national media accountable. And what I have to say to Travis Kelsey, who is on my fantasy roster scoring single digits every single week, is... Know your role and shut your mouth. Wow. Oh, wow. Maybe you should have... Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Uh, I'm not. I I do not like her. It's It's okay. It's fine. He might be leaving his best work in the sheets. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't her fault that he he can't catch anymore. Thank you, Maggie Sketch. This is... By by the way, this will be be the most fun you've had all day. Uh, No matter how many meetings you have. have Yes. Yes, So that was where I was leading. You have to go to this meeting every day from 10 to 10.30. You, Sharf, Dave Sharf. Right. He's the sales boss. Yes. Danny Zetterman and Keith Williams. Mm -hmm. Power rank that for me. Like the people you'd like to hang out with. People I'd like to hang out with? Yeah. Oh, that's... That is too hard. That is too hard. Uh, Always Zed. Zed goes number one. Wow, uh, Danny! And then, and then we've got a tie between Keith and Sharp. Oh boy, that's fair. But there's <laughs> a huge gap from Danny to Keith and Sharp. 
Oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get myself fired at eight twenty seven on a Thursday here. Uh, yeah, there's, there's yeah. Take that, right. Keith and Dave. Thank See you, Maggie. Maggie our, Sketch, everybody. She's the best. Our fantastic director of marketing, Maggie Sketch, our resident Steelers fan, with passion about Travis Kelsey's comments. Love that. Shay, let me ask you about your power rankings. We have the power rankings for Shay Norling every Wednesday here on Cap and Jay Hood. I just want to be able to twist it a little bit in talking about your top five. For those that missed it yesterday, you can go back to the ESPN Chicago app and click Cap and Jay Hood on uh, the Wednesday 8 o'clock hour. The Shay Norling top five is Baltimore, San Francisco, Buffalo, Dallas, and Detroit was at five. Let me ask you this, Shay. As far as the quarterbacks are concerned, would you say that the top five quarterbacks are the teams that you that you mentioned in your top five of the quarterbacks in that same order, or would you change the order of the top five quarterbacks in your power rankings? I would change the order because I would include Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford, I think, in the top five of my top ten. Wait, the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? No, no. Uh, the top five of my top ten Today. teams in the league. Today. Right, so yeah. I'm not like evicting Joe Burrow, who would probably be in the top five, despite the fact he's injured and hasn't been playing. Who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. 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 Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is three. Okay. Probably Dak is in there. No question. Dak is four. And number five. Can Burrow count, or otherwise it's... Yeah, he can count. Today. But today, I'm asking, because your power rankings are about as week to week, and it changes, right? Yeah, but we're talking... I'm talking quarterbacks that you take going forward. Yeah, Joe Burrow would be in the top five. I'm asking about the power rankings today. Oh, just for the power for like for his so power rankings. Burrow would be ineligible because yeah. he's hurt. It might be Stafford. He's been playing Stafford. so well, so well. Okay, on a team that can't protect him with limited weaponry, he's been playing outstanding. And what he's made Puka Nakua into. Not that Puka Nakua is not fabulous on his own, but having a quarterback who can give you a rookie year like this is—he's been awesome. When Cup was out, he was awesome. I think he's Stafford has been really good this year. Okay, so at this point in time, and again, this aligns with your power rankings. Because the reason why I ask that question is because it changes week to week, as you well know. Baltimore has been number one for you for a while. I'm just wondering how you look at the quarterbacks. Do you look at them the same? And so you have Lamar one, Mahomes two today. Yeah. Josh Allen three. Yep. Dak Prescott four, Stafford five. I think so. Purdy not in that top five. Well, here's what I did. So I have a tiers for my top ten. Uh, I have game changers, game know, managers, uh-huh. great situations, and Joe Flacco. So <laughs> wait a minute. So <laughs> he's playing out of his mind. Yeah, but I don't know how to quantify it. Like, is it going to continue to be playing out of his mind? Is it going to stop when the lights get bright? So the game changers tier, I have Lamar. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I get that the year in Kansas City is not great, but it certainly is. He's still going to throw for over four thousand yeah, yards. It's far from his fault. Okay. Uh, game managers, I would, ha- and this is a compliment. This is not an insult. I would have Dak Stafford, Tua, and Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Great situations. Brock Purdy and Jared Goff, and then the Joe Flacco tier that is just Joe Flacco. I don't know what the hell to do with him. That's fine. Unbelievable. The Tua, um, 
Where you have Tua is fair. That's fair. Tua and Hurts in the same category. Okay. That's fair. Because it's a, it's two different conversations, Cap. Where's Jordan Love in that discussion? That team's not in the top ten, so I didn't bother with Got it. it. Yeah, but, but that's all fair. Because I want to know whether or not he would have the quarterbacks the same way he'd have his top five, top ten for the power rankings. And it, they change a little bit. Mahomes still gets the benefit of the doubt. Because the numbers are there, the cat and the drops are there as well. He's yeah, he's sensational, man. All right, coming up, Cap, we have Deal Breakers because it's a Deal Breakers Thursday. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. We all have to make choices in sports and in life. It could be running on third down. You ran the same third down situation, and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or it could be a deal breaker. Deal Breakers every Thursday here on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. And Deal Breakers is brought to you by... Heavy Affinity Whole Health. We say good morning to the king of deal breakers, Shea W. Norling. Good morning. Let's get right into it. You live in an apartment that you own, but you have an upstairs neighbor who recently rescued an aggressive dog. You've had conversations about the noise level with him. Early on, he wasn't sure. He took it from the kennel. Rescue, obviously, wasn't sure about the behavior. It has been three months of non-stop barking, crying, whining all day. When he gets out of the cage, he's running all over their place, stomping on the ground. All you can hear is this dog. It's getting in the way of your work. It's getting in the way of your sleep. And the owner, your neighbor, leaves this dog home alone all the time. You're starting to think he's not really equipped to train and take care of a rescue dog. Do you say anything to your neighbor, complain to the HOA, or you just learn to live with this? To me, me, yeah, go ahead. I was an owner of three dogs. No, two. Yoshi passed. Rest in peace, Yoshi. Um, You absolutely say something to your neighbor. A hundred percent. If my dogs were causing a problem for my next door neighbors... I would hope they would say, hey, guys, can you do something about the barking when you let them out at one in the morning or five in the morning before you go to work? Could you please? Yes. A hundred percent. You've got to say something to them first. Then you go to the HOA. Yeah, I would say point to point communication with the person, the owner of the dog. Hey, you know what? All hours of the night. What's going on with that dog? And then from there, now... You talk to the HOA if that's what you're part of. But I think it's to the person first. It's not a deal breaker. It's communication first. And then you got to do what you got to do. What does that mean? Huh? What does that mean? Well, you know, sometimes a dog goes for a walk, correct? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just open the door. Leave it open Uh forever. No. Hmm. What do you mean, no? We do not condone any type of... What? Violent act on your behalf on the dog. Oh, I didn't say anything about violence. Not at all. Dogs like to take a walk, don't they? How about the Dan Ryan? Oh my God. Here's Shay Norlick. Shay. rescue dog. <laughs> well, I, I can't take this dog out on 90. Well, well, well if it's a rescue dog, you can fend for himself. Rescue yourself. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I talked to them very nicely. 
And then I go to the HOA. Uh huh. And then a nice walk with the dog. Wow. I'm really. This is really my dear Abby to you because this is my life right now. Is I, it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. Did you knock on the door? Well, we have each other's phone number, and I, I'll say I respect my upstairs neighbor because he got the dog and he texted me a couple times saying, I got this dog, it's a rescue, like all this. Well, I found out later it's a rescue, but he's like, if it's making a lot of noise, just let me know. I'll come home and I'll take care of it. But he's gone a lot. He got this brand new rescue dog that's got horrible separation anxiety, and he just leaves all day, and this dog's going nuts. Cap is kind of like a child, though, is it not? You can't leave that much. I had a puppy. When I had a puppy, I was home with the puppy. You got to be able to be there to train it. Similar to an infant or a child, right? You just can't leave the child by himself to, to cook and clean and clean himself or herself. Do they have we- a DCFS for dogs? <laughs> yeah, always, exactly. You know what, Jay Moore? You're always trying to call the people on people. Stop, stop trying to call the peoples. You got to call them, man. Oh, my God. Like, we have our dogs, and Mindy goes to work, and I go to work, but we make sure that when I get off of work and get done working out, I go home, make sure they get out. Yeah. Your dogs are older, though. All they're doing is sitting around reading the obituaries. Stanley's five. They're older. They can take care of us. Sparky just turned nine. Okay. He is in two weeks. Older, right? More mature. Are they not? They're mature. Yeah, Stanley has his issues. We rescued him. He's a barker. Yeah, but it's fine, though. I mean, they're, they're just sitting around watching the, you know, watching the daytime soaps and reading the obituaries, having a nice cup of soup. <laughs> that's what they're doing. <laughs> I swear, I think that's what my dog does. When I'm not home, <laughs> he's sitting in the couch. He's got the TV remote, bowl of popcorn. He's chilling. It's on Animal Planet. Let's take a look. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I actually, it, look, I leave sports on for them, for my dogs. Of course. And my wife's like, do we need the TV on when we're not home? Yeah. They like football. They like sports. They mm-hmm. love baseball. Mm-hmm. They will sit on the couch and look up at the TV, and I'm like, that's my dogs right there. So you, so they're watching a Cubs classic on Marquee. I've had that on for them. Of course. 100%. Here's Sutcliffe. 15 and 1. That's it. Here's the pitch. Blowing away. <laughs> that's it. What are you watching? 84 Cubs? Good boy. Take that. Take that. Now watch this now. Larry Boa makes a great play in the hole. <laughs> Take that. That's it. <laughs> All right, Here's Shay Norley. All right, you and your girlfriend have been together for four years and have agreed on a child and pet free life. This was her thing. She didn't want to have a dog around. You grew up with the dog. Your parents recently got a dog. That is kind of yours. Like, mm-hmm. they, they take care of it. You've moved out. You've agreed with your girlfriend not to do this. Your parents, though, are getting older. And they're no longer able to take care of the dog. And they ask if you will take it in. Your girlfriend tells you it's her or the dog. If the dog comes into the home, she's leaving. Which do you choose? Is she hot? Check. I, I, I answer this the same way. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What does she do for a living? Is she a, like an exotic dancer who spends the rest of the day with me? Is she... Uh, what are you talking about? She works at Deloitte. <laughs> I don't know. She make big coin? Like, is there a pot of gold at the rainbow, end of the rainbow? What is what is the uh, the money barometer here? Like, if she's north of 85 grand a year, you keep the girl. South of 85 grand, you t- take the dog. How's the economy lately? Yep. Yeah, I'm taking the dog 
If that's my... That you're, depends. You're saying it's like it's my guy. Like it's like Yoshi was to me. Right? I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Shay? Like, it's not your dog that you grew up with, but right. you lived with your parents when they got it. It's kind of, it feels like your dog. Now they can't take care of it, so they're passing it on to you. But the girlfriend's telling you, it's me or the dog. Bye-bye, doggy. I'm sticking with her. Four years of relationship? Gotta throw it away over a dog? Not gonna do that. Well, first of all, if she doesn't want any dogs whatsoever... We would not be together. I'm a dog person. But this dog in particular, though, that's the story, though, Shay, right? It's this dog in particular, not all dogs. Right. You've created, no, it's you've created an, a, an compromise. You can deal with the dog-free, pet-free life with her. But this particular dog is so attached to you emotionally that you're going to take it in. I would probably, in that situation, if I've agreed we're not going to have a dog, then I would probably... I would put out an APB. I got to find a home for this dog. Yeah, it's I'm taking her. Now, if if I had a girlfriend who said, "Hey, I'm you know we're gonna move this thing to the next level," but I don't ever want a dog. Yeah, there's a cardboard box. Get your stuff and get out. I understand that as a dog lover. I understand that. Hey. But from this <laughs> cardboard box. Oh yeah, yeah. All the He's thongs fun. you You're left here f- over oh, the night. Get You're them fired. out. You're gone. It would be a cardboard box for Cap. For the women I've been around, yeah, usually it's a bin, one of those good heavy bins. Yeah. You know, container store. Yeah. You know, bigger women. I just find an open window. <laughs> I like it. It would just be a, it would be a bin. What's with all the G-strings down here? <laughs> he broke up with his girlfriend up on 8th floor. All right. Just find an open window. That's it. It's a problem. There you go. All your vinyl records, yeah, they're uh, what's in pieces that? Oh, on the sidewalk. What's that thing buzzing oh. on the front lawn? <laughs> My God, Cap, get your mind out of the gutter. That's where it lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining, Kildo. That's amazing. <laughs> Boy, a lot of lovers' lane bags in this place. My God. My God, look at that. There's a there's a purple one, there's a pink one, there's a white there one. Go. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, there's the one with a remote control. There's a black one. It's the biggest. <laughs> More deal. <laughs> that's amazing. It just, it just, well, clearly, at least that's the hope, right, Jay Moore? I believe so. Unless, unless there's a problem with the uh, skin tone. As we have deal breakers. More right around the corner on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Deal Breakers. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right. There's a new trend taking over the honeymoon scene known as the Buddy Moon. Your fiancé tells you that instead of a vacation, just the two of you, this is a real thing, instead of a vacation, just you and your fiancé, she wants a group of your friends to join on the trip and share the experience. Are you bringing your friends with you on your honeymoon? F no. Cue up the music soul child there, uh, Jay Moore. Ah, Buddy. Cue up the Snoop. Snoop either. There's several songs that has Buddy in it. It ain't uh, no did- fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, careful now. <laughs> you know what it is. A little deal, our soul. Um, <laughs> so bringing your, <laughs> so bringing the buddy on the in a buddy moon. You said 
buddy moon. Yeah, all your friends come on the buddy moon. <laughs> pardon the expression. Oh my. Oh my. Please, please pardon the phrasing oh, on that oh one. Oh my. And then from there. Yeah, no. Even as an older person, even if you're married and you're older, you still wouldn't want to do a buddy moon, bring your friends to your honeymoon, call it a buddy moon? Well, I mean, if I'm that goofball is getting married on TV tonight, that's a little different. He's in his 70s. Yeah. But, it, but the I'm talking like when I got married to Mindy or you got married to Michelle. Yeah. No, I'm not bringing anybody with me on my honeymoon. <laughs> Gary, come in here. That's called a vacation, right? If you want to bring friends on a vacation. No, it's a romantic start of your marriage. Yes, ideally. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to be at the Sybaris for eight nights. I'm not saying that. Oh, come on, <laughs> Cap. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. All right. Wow. Yeah. So, Your no, we're going out to Mexico or Hawaii or wherever people go these days. And it's going to be just us laying at the pool together. You want to go back in the room for a while? Yeah, whatever. It's our honeymoon. No, buddy moon. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And no, Jay Moore, the homies can't have none. Just so you know, they can't have any. No, right, no fun? gets involved. Oh, no. No fun. We just, yo. Oh, okay. No. All right. There's no merry-go-round in my honeymoon. Not a game that the whole family can play. You, no. you can, <laughs> Twister? Is that Twister? Yeah. It's not? You, can, you can rent the, the common area at the resort and have a key party. Common you area? All, you and all your friends can have a key party through your hotel keys. Go home with who you get. Not happening. Put your key in the bowl. See what happens. Mm. Yeah, it sounds great. The buddy moon. Buddy I'm into moon. it. That's ridiculous. This, yeah, yeah, that's dumb. This article, so it started with two people who met on Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. and they opted for a, quote, buddy moon after their wedding in France because they'd already lived together since 2020, taken multiple solo vacations. So it wasn't like the honeymoon was for them to have that experience. They decided to go to Mykonos with 13 friends. Nah. That's too much. No. No, thank you. You can see it now. Can't you, Cap? Buddy mode. No. <laughs> All right. Do you that have another? A deal breaker. Go give ahead. Me, give us another one before we hear from Tom Thayer. All right. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Let's <laughs> not. Wait, that. I can actually just add to this one. Nope. Uh, because my wife and I didn't have a honeymoon. We got married in October of 2019, and our honeymoon was scheduled. We were going to Greece the final week of March 2020. Uh, Refresh your memory. What happened that would have kept us from going to Greece? Uh, The world shut down. No, spring training. Go ahead. Correct. I had to be in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. March Madness. So we still haven't gone on our trip to Greece. We, like, have all the credits. We can do it whenever we want to do it. But now it's like a five-year anniversary oh, you situation. Hit it in four months. Well, I'm doing just fine. Hit it last night. Uh, it's like a five-year anniversary situation, and we may bring the parents with us. My parents. No, don't do that. Because you got to have it. You have to be able to be alone with her once. Okay, hold on. There's overseas. It's different in this situation. My son and daughter-in-law went. With her parents, this was many months later. They they were together for their after their wedding, mm-hmm. but then they took their big trip with her family. 
her late brother and his wife and her parents, they all went on a cruise together. I think a cruise together. So that's different, Shay. That's totally different. I'm totally cool with what you're doing if you want your parents to go with. Make it a family vacation. And maybe later on, but I'd want to be able to get that vacation out the way. Going to Greece alone and then maybe we could do it in the next few years the plan is i think because it was two weeks we'll do the first week just the two of us and the second week expanded family vacation that's fair that alone time that alone time someplace else is is very very cathartic that alone time yeah people around because the other thing too is quickly is you know how this works shay when you want to be able to rest, now you feel like you're at work. You got to be at lunch at ten, at twelve. You got to go do this at two. You got to be at dinner at five. It's like you don't like that re- that being so regimented. It's vacation. It should be leisurely. Correct. Should not just be military time, twelve o'clock. Uh, no. Okay. Now my sister, uh, we're not cruise people. Do you like cruises? No. I can't stand them. We did one. We'll never do another. But my sister-in-law likes to eat at 5.30. And she's much younger than me and Minnie. I like to eat at 5.30. Well, I like to eat on vacation at like 8.30. Sure. I like to take a nap after being at the pool all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I I hate being the regiment, like on a cruise. The worst. I got to sit with people I don't know. I got to go eat at a time. No. Shot. Breakfast is at this time. Lunch is this time. Our walk is at this time. Dinner's at this time. They have trivia at three o'clock. No, no, I'm not interested. No, thanks. I'm gonna like, cocktail till I pass out at the pool. It feels like more like work when you do that. When it's supposed to be leisurely vacation. Hey, what do you want to do today? Hey, what do you want to do today? That's kind of what it's supposed to be. Correct. In two minutes, Tom Thayer on Cap and J Hood.